Hello everyone, happy Tuesday. So today's podcast is going to be on how to keep the fire of God burning in your life. And you know, this is something that is so close to my heart because this, a lot of these things I'm going to share with you literally changed my life, changed everything about my Christianity, my relationship with God. You know, for me, I I really got on fire for God. Like, three, four years ago now. And I can honestly say that the fire of God only gets stronger. You know, it doesn't have to be one of those things that's, that fades away or you have seasons where, you know, you're just dry or not on fire for God, you know, because that's how I used to think. You know, my sophomore year of college, I remember getting to a point, you know, in my walk with God, I wasn't even doing, I wasn't even doing anything wrong. I wasn't necessarily in sin. You know, I was reading my Bible. I was going to church. I was involved in a life group. But if I'm being honest, you know, I felt like, man, I'm just feel like I'm in a dry season. I just feel like I'm dry. I feel like, you know, whatever. And it frustrated me because I didn't want to feel that way, you know, and I saw other people who were on fire for God. And so, you know, that's when I really pressed into the Lord. I discovered a lot of these things that I'm going to be sharing with you today, things that changed my life. And, you know, the first thing I want to say and to make clear is that you can be on fire for God every day of your life until Jesus returns. First of all, you have to believe that that's possible, you know, and I think a lot of people it's not necessarily that they don't want to be on fire for God, but they maybe don't even know that it's possible to keep the fire burning. You know, even in Acts 19, you know, the apostle Paul, he, he met some disciples. He, he met some people who were followers of Jesus. And he, the first thing he asked them is, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, no, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So it wasn't that these disciples were so against the Holy Spirit. They were so against the power of God. They said, the reason we haven't received it is because we haven't heard that there even is a Holy Spirit. So what you don't hear about, what you don't hear taught to you, you may not even know is possible to have. And if you don't know about it, if you don't hear about it, you're definitely not going to receive it. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this today. I want to talk about the fact that it is, it is a reality that you can be on fire for God every single day, that the fire of God can continue to grow brighter and brighter. You know, Proverbs chapter four says that the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter until the full light of day. And so when I discovered that, I discovered, man, the fire can only grow stronger stronger and stronger. You know, there's a, there's a, even a scripture in Leviticus. It says the fire of God shall be kept burning on the altar at all times. And so, you know, that's, that can be your reality. So that's why I want to talk about it. The first thing is that you had to believe that that's possible. And so the things I'm going to share with you today are practical things that really helped me. And, you know, obviously there's no formula. Your relationship with God is not just like a formula. Oh, these five steps and, you know, you're on fire for God. You know, ultimately it's a relationship relationship, but these are just five practical things that that really helped me, that really changed my life. And so the first two I want to talk about are kind of like basic assumptions. You know, these were two things that I was already doing, you know, even before I got on fire for God. Firstly, Number one, you have to be reading your Bible every day. You know, in Jeremiah, it says, is not my word like a fire? So God's word is what's going to sustain the fire in your life. The the fire is always going to be proportional to how much word you're taking in. So that's like a given. You have to, you know, you have to be in the word of God consistently. And the second one that's kind of like a basic is prayer. You know, you have to have a consistent prayer life. That really is the foundation for your relationship with God. God. 
Um, you know, and I, I grew up in church and stuff and I was born again at a young age, but learning how to pray is, is major and not only pray, maybe you've received your prayer language. I'm not even just talking about praying in tongues. I'm talking about learning how to pray according to God's word, praying in your understanding and praying in the spirit. Um, so that, that's two main things. You have to be reading your Bible. You have to be praying and just, just another snippet. This is not one of the points, but really if you want to take your prayer life to another level, you need to add fasting consistently. The person who fasts and pray on a consistent basis is a person that always has the fire burning in their life or in, and never has dry seasons because Isaiah 58 talks about fasting and prayer. And it says in Isaiah 58, verse 11, when you fast, this is what, this is what comes of it. It says, you will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. That means that you will never run dry, that the river of the Holy Ghost, the river of power, the river of God's life will be a continual flow in your life when you are a person of fasting and prayer. And so that's like, that's just like a side note, but that totally will change your life. If you become a person that consistently fasts and prays, it says that your waters will not fail. You will be like a spring of water that never runs dry. And so, okay, so those are the first two main things. Obviously, you have to read your Bible. You have to be a person of prayer. Um, so the third thing, this is huge. This is probably the main thing that has changed my life. So number three, you have to change your mentality or change the way that you view yourself. Because, you know, a lot of people have this idea that, you know, you go through seasons in your relationship with God where you're either more on fire or more close to God and then there's dry seasons. And I have literally had ministers and leaders that I've heard say that and and I believed that for a long time, you know, that, okay, well, I'm just in a dry season. And, and, you know, if you believe that lie, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think that that's how it is with God, if you think that that's how your relationship with God has to be, then that is how it will be unto you. Everything is according to your faith. Everything is according to the way that you think. The Bible says, like I said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the way that you view yourself, the way that you view your relationship with God is going to determine how it is for you, you know? And so that was the first thing that had to break for me was understanding that I don't have to have dry seasons. Okay. Let me clarify. I understand, yes, everyone goes through seasons in life. In life, you will have seasons of your life. You have a season of preparation, a season of promotion, a se- you know, all those kinds of things. But I'm talking about seasons in your relationship with God. You don't have to go through up and down different seasons in your relationship with God. God is with you. God is for you. Christ lives on the inside of you. And the Bible says that your path can shine brighter and brighter. You go from one degree of glory to the next. Deuteronomy 28 says, upward only, never downward. Forward only, never backwards. That you will be the head always, never the tail. Above always, never beneath. And so I'm talking about your relationship with God. You don't have to have seasons where you feel like God is a million miles away way. You're just dry. You have no power. You know, all this kind of stuff. The Bible says in Romans chapter six, verse 10, Paul is, is telling them, he's describing to them the reality of the fact that they're now dead to sin. They're alive to God. They're new creatures in Christ. And he says, 
Um, in, in Romans 6, 11, in the Amplified Version, it says, consider yourselves dead to sin, your relation to it broken, but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. So he's telling them, hey, now that you're born again, you need to begin to view yourself and consider yourself as someone that is living in unbroken fellowship with God. And it's not based on your performance. It's not based on anything other than the blood of Jesus. First John says that the blood of Jesus keeps you cleansed, keeps you holy, keeps you in that place with God. So so understand that you can now view yourself as someone that's living in unbroken fellowship with God. That when you gave your life to Jesus, Christ came to live on the inside of you. No longer are you trying to get something from God. And that's another thing. If you, you have to change your mentality of even getting breakthroughs and all that kind of stuff. You know, you're understand that if you're born again, God has given you everything in Christ. It's on the inside of you. The only thing is that really we're in a fight to believe, fight to believe that you're free, fight to believe that all things are yours through Christ, fight to believe that you're healed, fight to believe that you have the power of God on the inside of you. So, so you're not trying to get anything from God. The, understanding that and changing the way you view yourself like in that will change your life because it's no longer like I'm trying to get peace from God. You, you begin to view yourself as the prince of peace lives on the inside of me. I have peace and everything else is a lie or, or you know, anything like that. Instead of I'm trying to get a breakthrough from God, you begin to view yourself as somebody that, okay, Christ lives in me. So therefore I carry God's power on the inside of me, not only to break through for myself personally, but I carry an overflow of God's power to bring breakthrough to my generation, to bring breakthrough to the people around me. It's working for you in your own life. It's working for the people around you because you carry an overflow because Christ lives in you. You know, change so when you change your mentality and you begin to view yourself, no matter if we're all still being sanctified. So I think a lot of people what stops them from seeing themselves this way is they get so focused on their shortcomings, their weaknesses, you know, your mistakes, but understand that God measures you by Christ's perfection. When God looks at you, he sees the blood of his son Jesus. So begin to view yourself the way God views you. Begin to view yourself, I'm living in unbroken fellowship with God. The fire of God burns on the inside of me. The fire shall be kept burning on the altar. The fire cannot go out. Christ lives in me. I've been joined with God. I'm a co-heir with Christ Jesus. I'm going from one degree of glory to the next, not my own self-effort, not because I'm extra religious, but because Christ lives in me and he is the power of God working on the inside of me, taking me higher, making me grow spiritually. Understand that God is the one effectually working on the inside of you, creating in you power and the desire to do what God's called you to do, to will and to work for his good pleasure. Understand that as you submit yourself before the word, as you submit yourself to the Holy Spirit, God is doing the work in you. God is God. And so as you're working out your sanctification, understand that you, before God, you're already perfect. The Bible says he has forever perfected them that are being sanctified. So we're all growing. We're all growing, you know, in holiness. We're all overcoming things in our life, you know, experientially, but understand that 
You are living in unbroken fellowship with Almighty God. And the Bible says that our God is an all-consuming fire. So begin to view yourself as someone. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, Jesus said, I'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, understand that Christ lives in you and that you can be someone that stays on fire for God until Jesus returns. And so that's the main thing. So changing your mentality, begin to view yourself as somebody that is on fire for God and will keep the fire of God burning in your life. You know, don't view yourself as someone that's constantly falling behind or falling back. You know, a lot of people are almost so fearful of backsliding, so fearful of of not measuring up that it actually causes them to backslide and pull back from God. You know, being being sin conscious or being conscious of your shortcomings, conscious of your faults is actually what brings people away from God. But you know, I, as you change your mentality, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Begin to view yourself as a person that is on fire for God. Begin to view yourself as the righteousness of God in Christ. Begin to consider yourself as someone that is living in unbroken fellowship with God Almighty. And our God is an all-consuming fire. He is the one transforming you from one degree of glory to the next. And so that's the third thing, change your mentality. So number one, reading your Bible, God's word is like a fire. Number two, having a consistent prayer life that keeps the river, the river of life flowing through you. Number three, changing your mentality to believe that you can be on fire for God every day of your life. Okay. And so the fourth thing, um, this is really a practical, this is something that will really help you. This changed my life is, um, turning off the music and turning on preaching. And even if it's Christian music or worship music, obviously if it's secular music, you know, secular music carries the opposite spirit of the Holy Spirit. So even if it's not necessarily like filthy or inappropriate, I'm telling you right now, secular music will slowly put out the fire of God in your life. You know, and that's something that comes with revelation. The Lord will the Lord will change your desires to even not even desire. I, like for me, I didn't try to cut out secular music, but the Lord really just over time changed my desires. But, you know, it's not so much don't as much focus on what you shouldn't be doing, but as what you should be doing. So what I'm saying is if the less you listen to music and the more you listen to preaching or listen to God's word, that is going to change your life. You know, I have a set time, you know, that I do listen to worship music and I press in and worship and I actually worship the Lord. But as far as we know, when I'm going about my day, when I'm driving in my car, I don't listen to music. I listen to the preaching of God's word because it, it's God's word. He said, is not my word like a fire. And in, in Psalm 119, it says that um, the entrance of his words brings light. And so anytime you hear the word light in the Bible, think of it as the same thing as fire, because even back then they didn't have light bulbs. So whenever like the, you know, the Bible was written, anything speaking of light is really, it's, it's kind of one and the same with fire. Fire is light. The sun brings light to everything and it is fire. So the entrance of his word brings light or brings the, the fire of God that's going to change you and transform you and, and keep you, keep you ablaze for God. And so, you know, that is something that will, I'm telling you, change your life. When you turn off the music and turn on the word of God, turn on preaching and, you know, not just 
I guess I should be more specific, not just listening to anything or any minister or whoever. Listen to people that carry the fire of God and preach faith, preach a victory. Because there are people who, who, you know, preach defeated Christianity. They have no fire. They preach, you know, it's, it's all, or they condemn people. It's all beating people over the head. You know, you need to do this, you know, X, Y, Z, putting almost putting a burden on people, you know, condemning people, making people feel guilty for their sin. And what I'm talking about is listening to something that's going to encourage you, that's going to build your faith, that's going to, that's going to, you know, change your mentality to, man, I'm seeing myself, I'm a child of God, man. I have an inheritance in Christ. So, you know, listening to stuff that's going to, going to help you to view yourself as someone that's living on fire for God. And so that's the fourth thing, turning off the music, turning on the word of God. And so the the last thing, the fifth thing, which is huge, um, get under a pastor that carries fire. And so this is obviously something very specific and practical because, you know, I'll just say this, what you sit under is what you will become. The ministry that you sit under is what you will become. The Bible says that God establishes the message that is preached to you. So whatever you're having preached to you is what God is, is being, is being like built into your life or established in your life. So the Jesus that you have preached to you is the Jesus that you're going to encounter in your life. And so that's why it's so important to sit under a pastor that carries fire. You know, even I think a big reason that I've been able to stay on fire for God for, for this many years is because I have made it a point to sit under ministers that carry fire. And let me tell you, where you go to church is a matter of life and death. I would not pick a church based on how close you live to the church because where you go to church is literally a matter of life and death. And I think more than ever, we've seen that this year in 2020, you know, um, you know, there's going to be probably a lot of churches that don't even come back after COVID that have permanently shut down because ultimately the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling together of the brethren, you know, but even more as we see the day approaching, it is crucial to be gathered together with the people of God, sitting under a pastor, sitting under an apostle, sitting under a minister that carries the fire of God. Because I'm telling you right now in these days that are coming, we're living in the final hour and I'm telling you, right now that if you're not sitting under ministers that carry fire if you yourself do not carry the fire of the holy ghost you're not going to be able to make it because even to stand for the word you we've seen this year more than ever the attack that has come on the word of god the attack that has come against the body of christ the attack that has come against the gathering together of believers against worship all these kinds of things and if you don't carry the fire power of the holy ghost you're probably going to compromise and bow your knee. And so that's why it's so important. Get around people with the fire. Locate people in your generation that carry the fire of God, who are willing to stand for his word, even when everyone else is bowing, even when everyone else is shrinking back in fear. Locate the people in your generation, in your nation, who carry God's fire, who carry boldness, who stand for the word of God no matter what. Locate those people and position yourself to sit under their ministry. Do whatever you have to do to sit under their ministry. You know, even, you know, a great example is Dr. Rodney Howard Brown never compromises. You know, that's a man of God that carries the fire. And so that's why even making it a point for me to go to Tampa 
every so often, you know, on a consistent basis has changed my life, positioning myself to get around men and women of God that God has raised up to carry his fire. And it's important to understand that you have to get around that. The fire of God is transferable. It's the anointing is tangible and it's transferable. And so that's something that's going to change your life. Make it, make it your business to sit under ministers that carry the fire. Go to a church that carries fire. If your church has no fire, it's worth it to drive an hour, two hours to get in a church that does have fire. Let me tell you right now. It is worth it because it is a matter of life and death where you go to church. And so I'll just add this on top of that is, you know, if, if you're a person that wants, if you want to be on fire for God, make it a point every time the church doors are open to be there. And, you know, that kind of goes along with what I talked about on the last podcast, um, honoring God's word. It shows honor for God's word and for God's presence when, when we're hungry. And so, you know, I don't, and I don't say this in like a legalistic way at all. You know, it's not like you're trying to earn something from God. Like, oh, I can't miss a church service or else God's angry with me. It has, it has nothing to do with that. God, God is not judging you based on whether or not you attend church every time. But let me tell you. Let me tell you right now, the reason the devil has come against the gathering together of the saints is because he knows that if that when the people of God come together, there is so much power that is released and there is a corporate anointing that cannot be replaced. So if the if you see the devil attacking something, that's just a clear sign that it's it's something that's very powerful. It's something that's very powerful. And so I encourage you, as we see the day of the Lord approaching, as we see the return of Christ approaching, it says to gather together more and more. And so I would encourage you, every time the doors are open, make it a point, God, I'm gonna be in your house because I believe that you're present in the house of God where two or three are gathered. There he is in the midst of them. And so I'm telling you, if you wanna keep the fire of God burning in your life, make it a make the house of God a priority. Make God's house the number one priority in your life, even above your job. Let me tell you, if you work on Sundays, you know, and present it to the Lord, the Lord will help you. The Lord will give you a way to be able to, to have a job where you are able to get in church on Sundays. You know, that's, that is the Lord's will. And God, God will bless you with that. He will help you if you, if you take it to the Lord in prayer. The Lord will help you with that. And so, you know, I just encourage you to get in the house of God, be under a pastor that carries fire. And, you know, as you, as you do these things, these are just a few, you know, practical things that really helped me. And, you know, asking the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will show you the things that the, the ways to position yourself to keep the fire burning in your life. And, you know, I believe that as you do these things, as you're, you grow in your hunger for God, man, you, you will be a person that is on fire for God every day until Jesus returns. You will go from one degree of glory to the next and your path will shine brighter and brighter until Jesus returns. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.